Welcome to the knock-on. James Blanchfield, Johnny Tobin and Tom Crotty. The usual suspects are back in the chair. Johnny Tobin went missing for a couple of weeks, but he's back. Hello there, Johnny. How are you, lads? I take a little bit of sabbatical. Good to see you. It all gets a bit too much. You were missed, Johnny. I tell you that. I heard. The old screen was in full. Three doesn't work. Four is the better number. No, yeah. A bit, bit out of balance. Lads, a bit of a mixed weekend last weekend for the teams. Um, James Blanchfield, I'm going to start with Kilkenny because you were out first on Saturday. What in the name of Jesus happened against Seapoint? Is we're going great. We were absolutely flying it. I mean, we were at flying it. Best rugby I've seen the lads play in two or three years they played. It was, it was incredible. But probably not the best run up into the game. A um, few players missing, as we knew. Um that was unavoidable. Missing Gary Dunn. Look, he's gone for the season. We may stop wishing he would, wishing a speedy recovery, but he's gone for the season. But in the warm up, Doc had picked kind of an ambitious team. He made a few changes. He was bringing Joe Manuel into start in the back row and um, to get a bit of kind of another ball carrier in the pack. Um, he had brought Hugh Corkery into nine, who had Hugh, Hugh has been playing 12 and brought him into nine. Brought Liam Caddy from full back up to centre, and look, it was an ambitious team. Uh, just to play really, really well. Now, I suppose for me, that for me, looking on from the sideline, the number nine experiment didn't work. And uh, not taking that away from you, he's a really good rugby player. But you want to play a specialist nine at nine. And um, Jake Prattley came in then at ten, and Jake McDonald moved to twelve actually. So all of those changes probably didn't help. But in the bloody warm up, Podgeman rolled his ankle. Oh, which means it had to be a reshuffle then in the back row because Joe Manuel went back to the wing instead of Podge and Shane Shane O'Reardon came into the back row. So that wasn't ideal. That was only 10 minutes before before kickoff. But an absolutely incredible start. Like we just we we had them, we, we had them beaten. Now Seapoint are a bloody good team. They have no standout player. Their number seven was exceptional, but they have no real standout players, but they just play a really good brand of rugby. They're really well drilled. They didn't give away many penalties. We gave away, I'd say, I'd safely say we gave away 20 plus penalties in the game. Seapoint never took a kick to the posts. I went ever to the corner of scrums and tapping goals. But despite all that, and as well as good as they were, we had them played off the park for, for 60 minutes. And um, they weren't able to live with our attack and play. Um, Jake McDonald got two really good tries. The second try was as good a try as you'll see. Uh, maul off a 22 meter line out. We mauled him about 10 meters and then just went out through the back, a couple of loops, and um, Jake went over in the corner. Um, then just it was like Street Fighter, you could see our energy just going down and down and down, and you could see kind of C points started going up and up and up in their performance. And they could see, like, it was clear to everyone we were flat out on our feet. Then they just started bringing, bringing re- finishers in off the bench. And they're as good as what they had starting. And as the as the last 20 minutes panned out, we just waned and waned and waned. Then we had the injury to Brian Howe. Horrific injury. The poor fella has uh, broken his ankle, fractured his ankle in two places and dislocated it. So he got surgery on, mon- on Sunday. But that break, we probably didn't use it to our benefit. You know, we were probably panicking. And there was a break in play. We had to move play over to the seconds pitch. And just Seapoint just went on and look at they scored 18 points in the last 17, 17 or 18 points in the last 10 minutes, and we just had no response. And 
Um, we probably didn't use our bench to our benefit either, like Ty Butler, Martin. Ty Butler and Martin Latty weren't used at all, where they probably could have been. Um, but just in the last in the last ten minutes, we were flat out on our feet. We had an opportunity at the very end, but a poor pass and a knock on, and that was the final play of the game. But you know what? We got a bonus point out of it. A lot of positives to come out of it. And um, you know, going into this weekend now against Bechtel, we'd hope that we can. Um, Hope that we keep the momentum going out with last week. No game then, into no game after that then for two weeks, so we can regroup and try and work on a bit of fitness after that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was following the game on Saturday on Twitter and everything as well. It was like, what in the name? Scrolling yeah. back up and down, going, is yeah. this? Is this actually happening? But I'd actually yeah. tell you, Doc O'Connor had an absolutely incredible game of rugby. His carry and he just Seapoint couldn't live with him. But the problem was we had no one coming off his shoulder. Like he was making, he was making barreling runs up the middle, and the support play wasn't on his shoulder to take runners off. Like he he was making gaps to take. If Gary Dunn was there, Gary would have done that because that's Gary Gary's style of play. Roy Stanley had a class game. Everybody played really, really, really well. Just that bit of fitness at the end. And one actually, Johnny, you'll remember Jack Walsh. Um, yeah. Jack's had a like Jack was young player of the year two seasons ago, but. For whatever reason, his confidence seemed to have been down for a little while, and he was even contemplating giving up the game. But his little brother had actually taken his place on the first team, Connor. But Connor was injured last week, so Jack came in in his place for the last two games, and he played absolutely brilliant stuff at fullback. So it's great to see Jack kind of getting himself back to his best and getting a little bit more confidence. And hopefully, he can get a run of games together now with the first and kind of keep that momentum and that trajectory to get himself back to his best. And you know, hopefully, hopefully. We can start climbing the table and get ourselves up to third or up to third or in fourth at the moment and have a good cup run and get get everyone ticking on all on, on, on all full cylinders. Yeah, absolutely. James, yeah. I wonder I wonder was a bit of lack of continuity and familiarity within the backline. Because I think there was probably I a bit at it of that on Facebook and I thought, Jesus, they they haven't played together ever. I've never seen that backline mm. line out for Kilkenny. <clears throat> yeah. And no, that was a massive a game for me, like and, and it was definitely an experiment. Mm. And that's what I was kind of saying that the half back, the, the the change at scrum half probably didn't work because Jake moving Jake McDonald from ten to twelve was a big call, but putting Jake Prattley in, who was a super rugby player, kind of compensated for Jake going to twelve. But you probably needed a more experienced nine inside him, and moving yeah. Hugh Corkery to nine probably that mm. probably didn't work. The passing probably wasn't crisp enough. You probably, mm. you would probably forego the speed instead of accuracy you know for accuracy yeah because, for sure yeah for sure yeah because Hughes passes though they were faster and they were coming quicker Jake was re Jake Prattley was reaching for them where were Kieran yeah Kieran yeah, might be a little bit a split second slower but they'll be on the money like you know so yeah def- defensively wise though taking out Liam Caddy out of 15 like Caddy offers an awful lot in 15 defensively he's yeah like his voice alone is 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 saving you there. Like you know, I yeah, just like he's always. I just thought it was a big play. game to make. You know, maybe obviously you're forced with injuries and whatever else have you, but mm. it's a big game oh. to move everyone. Like Jake McDonald moving him ten twelve, massive call. But lads know how he plays. They're familiar with him. Putting yeah. Jake Bradley in there, they're not familiar with him. So, I'm, I, my opinion on it is for you to fire off all cylinders and get a win in C point would have been would have been a miracle in my opinion. Yeah, off off yeah. that off that continuity with a team like you know yeah no and I think that I think that's a fair comment it mightn't have been the game to do it but you know what I think it was good balls by Doc as well and I kind of he, he backed his players as well and yeah, you know, for sure, yeah, no, and that wouldn't be questioned coaching decisions it's just yeah. 
you know, it's just the unfortunate yeah, no, that I mean, with a few injuries. Yeah, I mean, Jake Prattley actually worked re he did very, very well at 10, you know, yeah. just... Uh, my my own take was maybe just a little bit more crisper, accurate accurate service from inside him. It would it have made a a difference on the scoreboard. I don't know, but there were opportunities there in the game where passes were a little bit behind them, and he he had to reach for and you know maybe yeah. that split second that the split second on this faster service might have been lost by two seconds having to go back pick up a ball. So look, you'll never know. But in fairness to Kenny. All that aside, we can talk about that till the cows come home. All that aside, the lad showed incredible endeavour and put in what what I would describe as an an immense, absolutely immaculate sixty five minutes of play, barring the penalties, which I know they're working on. Yeah, that's it. Um, Johnny Tobin, you had a nice old win over Clondalkin. Yeah, well needed win over Clondalkin. <laughs> <laughs> seen Willie O'Brien there in a few pictures as well. I tell you, it's very dejecting to be sitting here when James and Tom are coming on with wins and we're just getting plugged away and we keep getting put down the ladder a bit, but we, we're, we're on the way back up, I think. <laughs> uh, and then we have to go to Longford on Sunday. So, <laughs> yeah, I see that. We could be back down very, very quickly, so we'll say that. But um, no, it was a good win. Uh, it was good to see Willie back playing. Um, it's great, cool head in the backfield as well. Like I'm saying with Liam Caddy, same kind of standard of player to be. Very intelligent, be very good 15s, really good readers of the game. But yeah, um, no, look, it was well, well needed. Morris is happy. couple of injuries still. We're not going to Longford fully loaded. Um, Stevie Smith's out carrying Knox. Jordan Laburn isn't out, but he's carrying Knox. A few other lads are carrying Knox, so they reshuffle the team a bit. But we're dealing with it, and I suppose the lads are starting to buy in a bit more now. Again, numbers are back up. And like I said, Willie is back. Um, Aho has jumped back into training, not playing, just jumped back into training with the lads, just a, a little bit of leadership in the training, I suppose, a bit more experience and a cooler head, just try to build things back up. He, the playing boots are still hanging, but he's um, uh, he's training away there. The itch will come, I tell you, the itch will come. The minute I heard that, I went, ah, Never said that. Never yeah. said that. 28th November, Tom. <laughs> just <Huh? laughs> No, look, it, it's good. Uh, lads are in a good place. Um Young lads are buying in. A lot of young lads coming back in as well, so that's really positive. Um, Absolutely. Who were kind of sitting on the fence after football. They weren't sure what they want to do, but um, they've decided what they want to do now, so we made a roll with it now. Yeah, it's good to have Pookie there at 10 as well. Like, and if you get Aho get back inside him, it'll bring a lot of solidity in that area as well for you. Yeah, Paul is good. He's, he's very, very good in fairness to him. And, and just that extra bit of confidence that Aho and the likes of Willie Cass bring from behind you even. Like, oh. William's voice, like, Pearson as it is. I know you've all heard Sean on the refs mics over the years. William's is equally as Pearson. Um, but it's 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 clear instruction that it's always good to have that reassurance from behind where we might lack yeah. a bit. I suppose, like, some Philip Dean there and Keen Leonard, no disrespected lads, but they're just not as tested as what William would be to, to control the backfield, you know, and it's a, it's a massive position. Not when any, is any Smith due back for you? There, you know? When is Stevie was Stevie due back, Johnny? Because he's like he'd there's probably no, be no up front your main man. There's he didn't no play last weekend, though, did he? Sorry, did Stevie play last weekend? Uh, no, not turned off again. No, didn't think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Scott Caldwell was eight turned off again. Um, there's nothing. There's nothing set in stone for Stevie at the minute. Physio scans, etc., etc. Find out what's going on, but he's um he's bent for the foreseeable <laughs> at the moment, yeah. 
How did your scrum go against Clondalkin? Because that's one area where they are strong. I know they're tight. It is a massive lump of a man. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, they're good. And like that as well, Louis Kakain is out injured. Actually, I forgot Louis, the, the veteran, is out injured there at the moment as well, twinging mm. his neck. But the scrum didn't go too bad. Um, I only watched the game again there this morning. Morris sent me the video of it. Um, but Tom Cashin, like our, our tight head, is exceptionally good. He's mm. a young lad there. He's one of the one of the lads we fell on to from the from the youth system up to the senior system. And then Jordan Aborn, obviously a very good uh, scrummer as well. And Aaron Byrne is, is um, in at loose head. He's not doing yeah. too bad there. He's normally in a hook. But with Scott going to the back row, Stevie is gone. But look, at like it's hard to tell at the minute. We're just still trying to find your feet, still trying to build some sort of a squad moving forward, you know? Build for the cup, Johnny. Yeah, yeah. I will, I will. I, I, I know <laughs> that like, then in three weeks' time. See, this is the thing, and, and there's no point in sugarcoating it, right? And, and it's all, always a build up for us, side, isn't it? Four hours like, there's chat already about, look, lads, with Carlo in three weeks' time. <laughs> no, you know, this, is the, this is the vibe going around. And that, and this is the same in Carlo. If you tell Carlo, lads, you've Tullo in three weeks' time, will you turn up and train and play? They'll be there. And then they get a the little pinch for it, you know, and they'll play a game and they'll come back and you might get a hold on to them in training, but have to do what you have to do. You have to motivate lads whatever way it takes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, well, yeah so that's where Good stuff. And on the big trip up to Longford, um, Tom Crowe mm. softened soft them up for you his last weekend. Tom, your match as well, a frustrating one? Um, yeah. Well, we'll start. Look, I'll start with the seconds first because... Um, they, they won. In fairness, the, second, the seconds got a great win, 28-11. Um against a bigger a bigger it would have been a bigger site, a bigger Langford site, uh very determined site. But uh there was a lot of young fellas came through and, and had uh, great games. It was uh Keen Clark, uh, one of the young fellas come up as a prop from underage. Uh Matt Kyo, another player came up underage. Uh a young fella came in from the college Niall Finnegan from uh, Navin had a really good game, very athletic in line outs. Um it was great to see Johnny Murphy back. Johnny would have been a uh, shoe-in starter with the first, but uh, had a problem with his back, so he's only come back. He's not only plays in the back row, but he played in the centre and didn't look out of place. Um, we had Dave McDermott back. David played first for a long time, but uh, uh, Dave was only just back from football. So, uh, But Dave, Dave had a good game. They set up the seconds. They, they played extremely well. I watched some of the game. Liam Slater had a really good game at 10. Um so I'd be very positive there. They're unbeaten at the moment. So yeah, your seconds are going very well, and they're they're second in the table, the game in hand, are they? To Mullingar. Yeah, second table, game in hand. Um, good side. They're, they're and they're all training. So like this, uh, they uh, they want to succeed. Like there's a lot of young fellas there, that which is great to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we go to first. Um, yeah, we played that. We played, um, we went up fairly confident, which because we have been playing really, really well. We still were missing just we're only missing really our uh scrum half who was just out, was out injured at the moment. Um, he'll be out for another week or two, uh, with the knee. But other than that, we were we were fairly fairly strong, as I said. There's no one, no one missing that hadn't been training or. No one that was, you know, that was going to be put on the team. Uh, we played up on the Astro, which was we thought, you know, would which was going to suit, which, which was going to suit us a bit better. Um, 
But we started off really well. Richie White got a fantastic penalty from inside his own half, inside our half, kicked it straight through the post. Uh, we took 3-0 up. Then Kevin Brennan got a cracking try from just from broken play. Um, things were going really well. Then, <coughs> then, then things just went went haywire. Uh, Longford's defense was superb. They were in our faces and played the played the like playing the hindmost foot. I mean, to the millimeter all day. And um, Cayman was taking the ball down the wing, an unusual form. Went to chip it and went straight into the winger's hands. Oh, nice. Bye bye, did up underneath the post. Oh, good luck. Oh, yeah, uh, that was 10 10 7. Um, then we went, they went, we went up and uh, we had a scrum up in on our own kind of five between about the between the five and the and the, and the 22, somewhere in that area. And uh, it was our ball, and um, we were pushing away, head with the ball, and the referee had screamed, use it. But I don't know what earmuffs went on, but no one in the pack seemed to hear, use it. And they turned the scrum around. They played off, they turned around the number eight, picked, they did one little move, bang, 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 and went in for, went in for a try off that mistake. Um, then that was what... And they missed the conversion, so uh, that was 10 12. Then we got a penalty back in the second half, 13, it was 13 12. Then they got a penalty, 15 13. Then they got another penalty, uh, that was 18 13. We were absolutely camped in the 22 for I don't know how long. Um, uh, got a couple of penalties, uh, kicked to the corner, played off it. We went to go wide at one stage. If we had got the ball wide, I don't know what happened. But again, long first defence rushed up, and uh, John went to, went to go to pass. Just I, he I don't we a fine decision whether he was whether he should have taken the pass. He just cut back inside, got held up, went back for another penalty. Uh, went to a line out, kicked back into the corner for the line out. Wes went up, second row went up, and. Uh, they were excused behind. They held him up. Penalty. Yeah. <coughs> they held him up, their... but he was actually held up, which is excuses be damned. You can't take that away. Uh, they kicked it down, and it just like there was no chance of us coming back at that stage. We were, we were, we were beaten. But yeah, just like a comment, a comment that was chat, made. I was actually chatting to Wes during the during the week. He said that you were bullied. Um, like any team that can bully a team on an astroturf, like there's generally a speedy game. Like and that's worrying for anyone else going to Longford. It's worrying for us this weekend that you can, they can actually bully you physically like Longford typically would on grass. That's what that's what they, I was just going to say. That's what they always do, though. Like I mean, mm. Dylan Quinn there, he's been the Leinster junior tight head prop for the last five or six years, and they just build a pack around him, and they've a couple of big second rows. Still, still, well. still in the balls. Is he balled? Uh, he's a nice fellow with tattoos. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, it was, he's a really nice guy, uh, but a, a fantastic player. A proper yeah. player, but I, was, I don't know what his name is. He has a he's bald head. Um, that could be him, he yeah. was, he really, really good. We but lose with age, Tom, you know. <laughs> but it was, it, was, it was very simple. Like, it was summed up the other night to me in the club. When I, the comment was, Longford played like a cup match, and we played like a league match. 
Yeah, they took every point they were offered. That was the difference. They mm. were they didn't actually did what it was it, it was there's just their, their sheer determination in defense. Like our defense was really good. Mm. I mean that try the second the second try they got fair enough. Yeah, we should have put it down, but it was a good little move. Um, you know, it's just one of those things. The first one was just the first try, like was just a, a break totally against the run of play, but that actually changed the game. You know, yeah. I wouldn't it's hard, I'd still, it's hard to know with them, you know. Is Colin Glenn still playing out half for them? I think so. The out yeah, half is like, kind of a big a big chap. Yeah, but he'd have but, a good smarts like oh, oh yeah, he's had, intelligent. He had oh I'll tell you what the difference between the two teams is that's the other thing. Our the platform that our backs got, um you know, it was it was the slower ball, whereas he was getting plenty of time on the ball. Like for a big man, he's well able to move, he sidestepped, he gave little yeah. dummies, um he you know, he, he had plenty plenty of time, plenty of vision. I know like we had two injuries in the game. Conal uh, Slater, a hooker, number one hooker, went off injured after about ten minutes. With uh, he's he he um ripped his what is it called his um calf muscle. Right. So I think he's gone he's for a while. So the same thing. That that was our darts. That was uh, like um Evan Gordon is a fantastic player on pitch, but his his darts and he knows himself. His darts wouldn't be as good as Conal's, you know. So that's. That was one number one, and then my own fellow Dan went um, went off with a with a shoulder, so the backline had to change, um, and that was early in the first half as well. So, but the match look that's not I I don't think they're excuses. We didn't play well. We were, the lads, but the dressing room was a, a bad dressing room afterwards. We knew we were beaten by pure determination on the on their side, but we just didn't play well. Because you know, he still had a lot of experience in the pack pick. there, like Larry at loose head, Wes at number six. You know, I mean. Ross Byrne there, like their lads with a lot of lot of smarts as well, you know. Be, but the be, the smarts weren't there, um, the, James. The, the, it, it's the, look. We could go on all day about it, but they're just the simple fact is we weren't good enough, and the players know themselves. It wasn't the team that played against Wicklow. It wasn't that like we went out against Wicklow, even though we lost. Everything was in place to say we should be going to Longford on on a roll from that to say, mm. yeah. We should be should be able to beat them. Um, but now, the journey to Longford is worth three points to Longford. It is worth three points, but we got we got a bonus point coming out. Tom's frozen. Oh, we went to oh, back. there before because I, I don't know. Who, I, I don't know when the last time we got a bonus point or a point out of Longford. Mm. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It's horribly hard it, place. Is, to is go. it a mentality thing that at the moment with, with one A one B teams like? Do you think going along for it, if you get a losing bonus point, you're doing good? And if you get a win, you're exceptional because it's a very hard place to go and get a win. Well, it is a hard place, like, and it's not anything like it, a fair we all know, like, Longford are a good site and they always have been. And it, it's a case of when you go, like, the horrible thing about going to Longford is you have to get in a car, you're traveling for you're traveling for nearly two hours. Uh, mm. Then you get then you, you know when you get up there, it's it's very hard to get yourself clued back into to a game, and we started well, so it is that yeah. bit of a like, but it's no different than going to the Black Gates. <laughs> and let's be honest, Johnny. No, but you get the same. You'll definitely get the same reception anyway. Like. No, it, it, it's it's like when a team a team believes in 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 itself, and they do believe in themselves up there, and it's the same when Tolo Tolo have a belief that Carlo haven't had for a long time at home. You know. 
you, you get you hate going to a place like that where teens believe just be new rats used to have it, you know. But there's it's well, I'm going to agree those, with you there. We do have those, that. It is that one sort of fortress <clears> that you go, one place that you go to. Now, I we are disappointed we didn't win the game. Yeah. We are just really, really, really disappointed because I thought of all the times going that we would have, we could, we should have pulled it off. Yeah, but he got about five penalties in there, twenty-two that you could have kicked over the bar. Yeah, you know, and and he kicked in the corner. I understand you were you were six points down, you needed seven, but if you kick two five. of them five penalties, five down. Yeah, but if five, five points, two penalties in the you kick them two penalties, you win the game. Yeah, you know? but I think it was just at that stage there might have been that little bit of doubt that. If we kick the penalty, might not get back down. How the hell are we going to get back down there again? Because the D was so good. Yeah, but if you notice how good the defence was, it continued to give away penalties. Three phases yeah. after three phases. So you yeah. would have got down, kicked to the corner, kicked to the their ten, got another penalty after a couple of phases, and then nudged it over the bar. Yeah, I think yeah, Roman's only trying maybe, to get out of information out of you now, Tom, for three weeks' time. He's <laughs> he's someone behind him writing all this down and feeding it back to Morris Lowe. Well, I tell listen, you, I, you attack Carlo listen, now. Everyone has to understand when it comes to Toto Carlo, there's no game plans, there's no game management, it's, it's just pure out. Luck. See what happens. <laughs> you know, that it's, it's, it's cup rugby when it comes down to that. Look, that's look, we're disappointed, yeah. and the lads are disappointed. So we have to get back. We're playing Bayern at the weekend. So, I mean, that's at home, Tom, is it? Yeah. yeah. Won't be easy either. No, it's not going to be easy. I mean, Wicklow beat them at the weekend, so they're going to come back with a sting in there. It's not just us going to have a sting in their tail and be pissed off. Like they're going to be well, very they'll pissed be very off. pissed off with that loss. They will. You know, they were, top, they were top. They were the table, and I presume, and I think they actually believe they stayed there. Yeah, they stayed there. Yeah, yeah. they stayed there on points difference. Yeah, but like it's. Um, I'd say like they're going to come down to us with a sting in their tail. Yeah, and it's all about who wants it more then. Yeah. You know. Interesting. Busy, busy weekend of it. Um, we're going to change uh, uh, direction now and talk about the Irish team. We'll give Tom Crotty a chance to have a, a crack at James Lowe <laughs> now. Tom's in moment. Two minutes. But uh, <laughs> the team... Today is Thursday when we're recording this, so the team was named today for Saturday's match at one o'clock. So I'll just name it for people that haven't heard it that are listening to the podcast. So the front row is Andrew Porter, Ronan Keller and Tyke Furlong. Second row, Tyke Byrne, James Ryan. The back row is Caelan Doris, Josh Van der Fleer and Jack Conan. Jameson Gibson Park and Johnny Sexton are the halfbacks. James Lowe's on the left wing. Bundyaki, Gary Ringrose in the centre. Andrew Conway's on the right wing and Hugo Keenan's at full back. And your replacements are Dan Sheen, Keenan Healy, Finley Bealham, Ian Henderson, Peter O'Mahony, Conor Murray, Joy Carberry and Keith Earls. No place for Simon Zebo, Dave Kilkine and Gavin Coombs is sick. He hasn't trained all week and there's a lot of people talking about that. Um, lads, in general, what's your own thoughts of the team named? Uh, Andy, Andy Farrell has taken over coaching Leinster for the weekend. <laughs> Who want to stop reactions. that now? No, it's five Leinster backs, one Munster back, one Connacht back, seven Leinster forwards, and one Munster forward. So that's I think 14, it's a good team. 14 Leinster <laughs> players. A good team. <laughs> four, 14 Leinster, six Munster, two Connacht, and uh, one pull Ulster. Out, pull out, just a token Ulster player. I think Finley Bealham, I have a horrible feeling he's just a token Connacht player on that bench um, because, <laughs> of, because of the mix. Um, like, he's a decent player, but like, uh, you've Andrew Porter starting at 
loose head and like he can provide cover for tight. Um, you know, he can switch across anyway. Maybe it's not that easy to do with mid game or whatever, but I was surprised to see Keen Healy and Finley Beelham both on the bench. You know, I don't know sure who else you'd bring instead as what an extra player you put in there, but yeah, it's a it's my only surprise out of the team is probably James Lowe. Um, um, I've nothing against James though. I'm a Leinster supporter, of course, and all that sort of stuff. Um, he just he hasn't set the world on fire for Leinster. Yeah. Can I what ask is, you a question? No, but he's worth his place it. there. Yeah. What is the what is just name me one winger in Ireland in better form currently at this moment in time that warrants a start ahead of James? The man abroad in Connacht that the man drafted in during the week. Trial. He's too fresh. Trial. Has he been trial? Has he been tested? Enough. Yeah. yeah. One yeah, more. Like, he's in form of URC. Nash. Don't get me wrong. He's in form of URC. But tried and tested. One True, no, right. no has tried to test it at this level and has failed as well in defence numerous occasions. Like you know, so. But like I said, like the only other person I could see would be Zebo. Zebo, yeah. At that I'm feeling the love for James Lowe. Me and JLO are friends. <laughs> Please. <laughs> no, listen, listen. I don't like him. I player. don't think I don't. Is, I don't think he offers anything. My issue for with James Lowe is not for Leinster. I think at Leinster's at at the URC level, he is playing extremely well. His defense is still what last few times his defense lets him down. And yeah. I think at international level, it is the big if he could tackle and defend well, he'd be starting on any team because he but, does. I mean, he offers attack, he has superb offloading skills. Uh, he's a good lad around as the same a great lad to have in the dressing room and to have around you. But just I don't think he's an international winger. Maybe I could be wrong here. My opinion on the international wingers for Ireland are Keith Earls and Andrew Conway. I think Jordan Lammer, um, what's your man, Jacob Stockdale, James Lowe, excellent going forward, rubbish coming backwards. Yeah, no, I, I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah. And, and Jordan Lammer's had a very good start to the season, but yes, the question marks over his defence. But going I think forward, Andrew Conway is brilliant. one of the best wingers. I think, if not the best winger in Ireland. Mm-hmm. And Earls, Earls will never ever let you down. Like never, you know, he's, he's just steady. Look, I you know my fans are monster and and Keith Earls and that. But still, I don't. There's Keith Earls behind you now. Look, that's the dog that's Jerry Earls. The dog doesn't like Keith Earls. <laughs> oh, dog was <laughs> right. Uh, look, I, there's no belief that on that backline that that that. James Rose is there. And just looking at Conway, yes, Ring Ring Rose, yes, Fundiaki. And I think they picked the right scrum half as well. I think so. But Definitely you, picked the right could, scrum half. You know, I mean, it, it is Japan and it's probably, you know, we're not taking anything away from They're a great team to watch and they play a brilliant rugby. But, you know, Johnny, you just think about it, they're like, Balakoon could be thrown in there. Yeah, he's untested at that level. But, you know what, throw him but in. That's where he should be sh- tested. You could see him being yeah. in the squad next week for the All Blacks now. And then yeah. he'll come on and have a stinker because he's, he's pressurised. And then everyone will be saying, oh, he's useless as well, get rid of him. Yeah, you know, this I is know. what I'm saying. I think, I think the Ireland squad and the Ireland team for this weekend is too predictable. And it's too yeah, boring. Ronan O'Gara was on Off the Ball last Friday night. He made a great comment. He, he kind of said, international rugby is all about results and you have to perform. If Andy Farrell doesn't perform, he has no job. Yeah. Mm. You this, know, he this, needs results. That's if that. he's to replace Andy Farrell, he's replaced 23 in the squad. Mm. And the other yeah. side of it is, is they're trying to get... Ticket sales apparently are absolutely chronic for it. And I've been trying to get the people... game and can't give them away. Mm. 
Nick O'Donovan texted us all last night. We have 20 tickets we're trying to get rid of. But the point is, like, they have to put out a strong team to try and get people in to pay the bills as well, you know? Yeah. Oh, for sure, no, for sure. But it's, like, you're, you're not too long away from World Cup. You're not too long away from the Six Nations. Is he going to try people in the Six Nations? You can bet your house he's not. He's going to want a strong Six Nations. You know, you know? Johnny, you know, Sexton's Six doing We're a lot gone. of talking as well, like, you know? Yeah, like, it's it's... <laughs> I don't know. It's frustrating. It's really frustrating because I, I think like now is the time. This autumn internationals, it doesn't really mean anything. Try these young fellas, get them tested. Yeah, it's hard to tell that to the board though when they're trying to shift tickets, as That's James it. was saying. If this team yeah, well, is purely team. named to win a match, it's nothing to do with the All Blacks next week. Conor Murray will start next week. To be no doubt about it. I don't um, think they'll beat. I don't think they'll beat Japan. It's going to be tough. I, I think, think it will be. Them. Yeah. Well, who else? Like, there's who. If it's like looking at the team, the the pack. I mean, you have the best front row in the country there at the moment. Totally uh, well, o- other than Dan Sheen, like with the likes of Dan Sheen backing up, Keen Healy backing up. Um, second row, second rows. Again, like you have Ty Byrne and and James Ryan. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, there's no doubt and, you have the best. And it's great to see back. the best Irish pack there available, but. Now, the one thing I think we're lacking in the pack is a real dog, like, you know, it's, yeah, it's just no that, dog. that hard enforcer in the pack that, you know, I mean, I just don't, I don't, I, I don't think we've probably had one since O'Connell, since Sean O'Brien moved on, O'Connell retired, you know, these sort of lads can come in and just be ignorant, you know, that's one thing that I think James was missing out with James Ryan's game, and I think it might be one of the reasons he didn't want the Lions tour, is that he's just that. that ignorance, he's lacking that pure mongrel dog that you need yeah. in international, and a bad sort of guy. Yeah, they talk about him being a great leader and all this sort of stuff, but he took a serious confidence knock, I think, in the last year or two, mm. he's just got, it looks from even just looking at him, he's gone into his shell a bit, which is... Yeah. He was being talked about as possible Ireland captain and all this sort of stuff as well, remember? Well, he'll definitely be next Ireland captain. Yeah, yeah. yeah but he needs to get, like, get even, that dog mentality. And even as great a rugby player as Ryan Baird is, I think he doesn't have that mental, that dog no, mentality. He's not There's no ignorance. There's no ignorance. Yeah. You know, you know, like even Ty doesn't, doesn't have it there. No. no. Yeah. I, for me, and you're going to say it's bias again, but... Gavin Coombs has it in 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 in, oh, in states. Like. He does. It. Yeah, he's sick yeah. though this week. So that's, well, Gavin, that's, that's Gavin Coombs. Gavin Coombs would deserve his place there. Yeah, he's earned it. But anyway. the, it's not scary. Like it's not scary that we're reliant so much on one on one team. I think it's, I think it is. That's yeah. what I like. And like, to be honest, the six monster players. <laughs> Connor Murray's come to his end. Like, look at it. Yeah, like. Keith Earl's coming to the end of his career. Joey Cabri, absolutely out, out of his depth at the moment for some reasons. Looks completely, looks so uncomfortable on the ball. Conor Murray coming to the end of his career. Peter O'Mahony coming to the end of his career. Take those out. Where are they? Who's replacing them? Like Coombs. Uh, your other monster scrum half. Uh, um, Casey. Casey. Yeah. Casey. Yeah, I mean, you have your man, Ken Dillon, coming on. You have, like, I mean... Yeah, I, I, I see. I see your point, Tom. But your man, um, Ken Dillon, is there. Hadnan is coming back in. I think. I think. I think Munster are starting to produce players, and I think they're starting to produce the right players. And funnily, they're all from the same old well, nick of the 
down there in Bandon and Skibbereen and West Cork, you know. Willie Callum's country. That's it, by the that's <laughs> it. You know, but until but until those 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 players that are down, like the Munster whether Munster players, whether they're Connacht players or Ulster players, until they get to a certain level and mm. they can all play. I was listening to the thing on the All Blacks and how from the start, from as children, the first thing they taught is it's ball handling skills. It's that it's that they have a framework that the way you play like the All Blacks. Everybody's yeah. geared to play like the All Blacks. It's a it's a way of it's a way of life. It's a whole it's like we're saying our um what we have with Leinster and that pushing forward with teams and everybody goes in goes into the system. But we don't have an Irish system. There's no we want to play like Ireland because we don't yeah. have an Irish way of playing. Yeah. It changes coach to coach. We can't like, and, and across the provinces. With the Leinster play playing and the Munster way yeah, of playing. But it's not, if, Leinster play, if the Leinster way of playing is the best system in the country, that system should be placed and should be used in, that, the, in the rest of the country. That's I, what I Joe, that's Joe Schmidt tried to do. With, with, with the South Eastern stuff because I've asked a couple of fellas down there, James, you know, I'd be controversial at times. I uh, wouldn't be want to hold myself, but I just say, what is the Leinster way? Somebody explain to me the Leinster way. So for me, my personal take on the Leinster way is the way Joe Schmidt coached him, the way Matt O'Connor coached him, the way oh, Michael Jett coached him, no. the way Leo Co- There is no Leinster way. So people need to get away from that, that thing of following the Leinster way. There is it's, an all-black way. There's that's a template there, though, Johnny. Yeah. What? There is a bit of a... No, no, no. No, don't get me wrong. Leinster play rugby is excellent. The way Leinster are playing it themselves uh, is excellent. But club teams like the Kenny, Tullo, Carroll don't have Leo Cullins, don't have George Lancaster to bring in that Leinster way to them. So, like, All Blacks have people on the ground. And the biggest thing with the All Blacks and Leinster and Irish rugby, the All Blacks believe in the All Blacks way. Do all the Irish people believe in the in the, the Leinster way or the Ireland way? I don't think so. I don't think so because we're so bloody critical of it week in week out. Yeah, but sure, look, even look at us. Like, no, but even me. But like, it, it, about, like, you know. But I think that's you, perfect world thinking as well, Johnny. To think we can do that as well because all of these provinces, we're all like they're at the end of the day they're all in competition with one another, and you know it was hard enough for Ireland to pull that mentality together to actually get rid of the. The Munster Leinster kind of clashes. Do you remember the online happening. interview with Rob Carney about it? Yeah, I think it was Rob Carney that actually instigated the whole thing. Yeah. You know, but you know, I, I see your point, but I I think it's perfect world thinking as well. You know, well, but there must, sure like way, way, uh, there must be some way. There must be some way of getting the system, because if you look at if you look at New Zealand, you have you've all the all the different teams, the Auckland Blues, you have the Highlanders. They all play a similar style of rugby. There's no change around what you call them. Uh, tried to change it with the Auckland Blues, um, uh, the ex-Welsh coach tried to change it with um, the Auckland Blues and uh, Gatland. Uh, sorry, it was Gatland. Uh, tried to change the way they played and tried to bring in a European defence, and they were bottom of the table. He left to go with the Lions, and new coach came in, and they went back to playing the way. They had been playing and back to the same formats, and all of a sudden the Auckland Blues are back up the top again. Mm. So yeah. it doesn't like there has to be a format that those teams are just as much in competition or more competition than the Leinsters and Munsters of this world. Mm. 
but they but have they all play a similar style of, of rugby whereas monster rugby and leinster rugby are chalk and cheese mm-hmm. yeah. but you know the, the big thing on it tom for me Adia, personally is they play the similar style rugby but they play a basic style rugby and they all play it very very well yeah sure the nice training sessions and even even in Tolo, like some teams i do i'd be out watching and even myself over the years you go to the train station and you're looking for lads to run an unders line with a 10 12 switch to hit the 15 on the far five meter line when they can't actually catch past three meter passes but you're looking for this miraculous thing to happen like and this is the yeah. problem and i've done it myself i've been guilty of it many a time i've often looked for my brother david to throw passes to killian redmond coming in from 15 20 meters wide it just doesn't happen because yeah. we don't have the the skill set and I yeah. I have a big issue with rugby in, in Ireland and like it's just with that you look at Wales like we go and play teams in Wales you all done it you toured Wales you toured everywhere they lift at under 14s we yeah. don't lift at under 16s they pre-lift at under 12s they're getting all the basic skill sets coached early when kids can absorb the information like very hard I, I agree with you there, Johnny, but as well, you have to like different players will develop at different times as well. Like, oh, no, I'm sure. Would you imagine trying to show a 16 year old how to lift who knows everything already and he's full of testosterone? Where you're showing a 12 year old who listened to everything you say, yeah, yeah, and you teach him how to do it safely. Like, we just don't have the basic skill sets covered here. The All Blacks don't do anything magnificent, they just do everything perfect. But it's so hard when you come into the clubs, like, and you're trying to get. Uh, like at minis or whatever and you're trying to get coaches and it's it's literally a case of have you played rugby before yeah any chance you coach you know <laughs> this father yeah, exactly, up, no, what exactly you're doing no. on the side Look like the amount of poor lads that are grabbed in off the sideline never played rugby in their lives yeah. and are helping so my own father was one of them like you know so, i understand it completely you know, but it's just it's an issue that lends to rugby i think are failing and Irish rugby it's, something, failing. it's something that we're working on a lot at the moment and kind of Vinny O'Shea has come, Vinny O'Shea is our club secretary, but he's working a lot on streamlining things. And that's one of the things that he's actually doing. He's he's compiling a coaching book for Kilkenny Rugby Club. Kind of say, well, this is this is how teams should be coached. And we're kind of educating our coaches as well. And we kind of have coaching workshops for different coaches that are associated with the club. Richard Byrne, for instance, would come in and do a workshop with the, with the club. But I suppose one of the big things that we've always found out is kind of, Coaches will have their own perception on what they want to do and how they want to do it. At a, and it's 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 done back to something I said a few weeks ago. It's all done with 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 the focus on a short term success, which is trying to win a cup in that one season. That's not what success is about for me personally as a coach. When I was coaching against you, Johnny, I always said to the fellas, success for me is in ten years' time seeing all those kids out in the pitch playing rugby, adult rugby for Kenny. That's one of the things that we're focusing on a lot in the club is in our WhatsApp groups and the coaches' WhatsApp groups, we don't mention scores. If the lads won or lost, that's all a coach will say. We beat, we lost to Carlo, we beat Tolo, you know. And I think it's about taking the focus away from the short-term success mm-hmm. and actually looking at it in a bigger picture and how we can all come together as individual clubs and put our, put our respective coaching books together 
and make sure that the under-13s are doing this, that when they move to under-14s, that they have those basic skills, that when they move to under-13s, they are under-14s, that they're getting the basic skills, that when they move to 16 or 18, that they're up to speed with the way the club wants them to play, that by the time they're transitioning from youths, and we all know there's going to be a huge fallout between under-18s and adult rugby, but for mm. the cohort of lads that do make it through, that they have the core skills and understanding of the game that they need to succeed at J1 and J2 level. Yeah. Well, each coach will have their own philosophy, and that's perfectly mm. fine. But I agree with everything you said there. Like, you look at, we all know Southeast clubs, you look at Philly Horn and Gory, no one in Gory will have a qualm with this. What Philly Horn done in Gory was exceptional. Yeah. Mm. Like, every Gory player can catch pass off both sides of their hands, yeah. can tackle on both shoulders. They might not be the best cohesive unit at the moment, or some of their teams are not as strong as they used to be, but they can still have the basic skill sets. Mm. And he set them up, think, in fairness to Philly, he set them up for, for 15, 20 years. Yeah, he, he built a good platform there to follow. Like, you know, and it's, look, it's frustrating. Um, I can't say anything. I'm not in Tullow anymore, uh, coaching-wise. Uh, I don't do any youth teams there, so I can't. I'm not going to give out about lads. They're doing their best. They're there, and they're, they're trying. But, but that's the thing. The every coach is well in They're doing, everyone is doing their best, and we don't mm. have the support networks to help I know we have coaching courses and there's there's so many coaching like there's only so many coaching courses lads can do. Mm. But it's trying to, to get players and can you have a great idea with that and, and me we're well with that. And Carlo will have to do the same and Tolo will have to do the same going forward because our game is under our game is under attack from every direction at the moment, especially with mm. concussions and, and everything the pick. We have a fantastic game. Yes, there is injuries, the same as any other sport. I believe there's not as there's just as many uh, concussions in football as there is in rugby, but it's just under the cover. I think soccer are, are only are soccer really or are similar or soccer more. Are under serious problem with dementia. So like, there's all those things with sport, and we have a fantastic game there for girls and boys. And if we can just get kids trained better, the basic skills better. I don't think you'll have as many of those injuries coming forward, coming up forward. You won't because the game will be played faster. The, it'll be far more open with off. You know, if kids can offload, pass off both sides, offload off both sides. You know, are looking to play the game and get away from this, this just banging off each other. And that's what happens. There's more injuries through lads not knowing what they're doing and just oh, I'm going to burst someone and you go up and hit them. Whereas instead, mm-hmm. if that mentality, if you go from the winning men that sort of teaching them as kids. It's not just about banging into each other. It's about trying to avoid the tackle, trying to get the ball away and play a faster, a faster and much more enjoyable game. Play smarter, it's not harder. But it's what, if you like watch, like watching those junior cup games, it was great to be able to see them this year. I hadn't seen schools rugby like that at younger at junior cup in a long time. And it's just great to see kids going out and playing the game, throwing yeah. the ball, like throwing that 10... The ten meter pass or twenty meter pass, yeah, and just going, can do. <laughs> and just going for it because they can. The like school, look, schools are different. They have a huge. They have all the time in the world to, and they and they have the yeah. facilities and they have the coaching system. And if that sort of system could be helped in trying to streamline that for clubs more than just relying on the schools, if we can get that sort of yeah. professional. That's a massive into, thing into I, I noticed. Um, when I when I started in Kilkenny College was. The difference in the skill sets and, and and the reason is exactly that like you look at our platform from the college we train monday we train tuesday we train thursday we play wednesday 
like we're four day a week out there's more contact out hours you know yeah. like you know and, and they have three gym sessions a week as well on top of them four pitch sessions you know like so it's Jeez, if you couldn't get your skills catch uh, skill sets correct in that time, then there's a problem with the coach, not the player. You know, but like squid rugby is just so much faster. And even the southeast, like I know I'm involved with, it, I'd still say an under sixteen junior cup Newbridge or Kilkenny would put it up speed wise to a southeast team. Yeah, probably would. Like their their tempo on the rook, their tempo like the two people in the rook max. Cup teams have four people in every rook. It's just like down here. We, look at down here in Kilkenny, like we're very, very fortunate like, to have to have Mick McGrath. Like Jesus, like the man, the man he captained us to a Towns Cup in nineteen eighty-seven. He's coaching. I think he's coaching the under thirteens and the under eights at the moment. What's part of the club thirteens? You know, but he's like it's back to what you we were all saying. Like Mick's Mick's mantra is he understands different players will develop at different times, but um. Just get the basic skills into them, mm. you know, and that's what he's doing. And I can tell you, he's doing probably doing nothing different. The reason I'm saying it is he's probably doing nothing different with the under 13s than what he's doing with the under eights. You know, yeah, they just just the level. Yeah, yeah, it's just you know, and develop them as they come through. As they come through. Yeah. On schools rugby, actually, a quick question: What is the role around around youth player around schools first years playing club rugby? They can play under 13s, they can't play 13. under 14s. I think we had an issue. They play first year under 13s year. collectively. They can't play first year under 14s. And do the opposition year. have to agree to that? No, no, no. No, no. Okay. Well, that, that's that's, that's law by answer. That's or by RFU, that's law. Because I remember no, was, I, I took over an under 13 team in Tullow about, about six years ago now. A couple of lads were actually in Kilkenny College. And we wouldn't have had a team, only we took three lads to stay playing one year with us in Kilkenny College. Yeah. We only had 15. I, I, I was specifically asked to ask that question. <laughs> no, no. First year under thirteen. That is that's that's the rules. And after that, then you can play schools youth on a Sunday. Yeah, if you're not on a senior cup or junior cup panel. Mm. That's we're going to run. Oh no, no cheers! No, you're grand. It's good to have these discussions you, and everything. Tobin made up for two weeks there. <laughs> I just it's so made up by 20 minutes and, I, and if I get started on it I go all night no it's so, a good, good topic to discuss as well <laughs> that's what we're here for um, well then lads best of luck in your games this weekend uh, we'll be all that's watching so the telly for the internationals that are on this weekend as well keep an eye on Ireland Japan um, France are playing a couple of the other countries are playing as well plenty happening anyway and uh, we'll be back here again same time you won't hear week. from me till about 5 o'clock Sunday <laughs> and, if, and if you don't hear from me, you know what happened. <laughs> well, I, I I just want to wish all the all the youth teams, the girls and boys, and and the boys teams that are playing Leinster, all Leinster youth between Carlo, Kenny, and Tullo. So Excellent. let's hope next next hope next week we get a, a good few wins out of that. Absolutely. Yeah, hopefully That's... we're all happy here next next Thursday. 100%. James Lowe will score four tries now against Japan. Yeah, and be beaten five times <laughs> on the outside. Yeah, huh? yeah. Might even yeah just to bounce it up. That's it. Lads, thanks a million for joining us as always. Bye bye. Thanks. Thanks.